0: What is up, guys? It's your boy, Matty G. Back, as always, with Colby Patnode, here to break down another week in the Hawks' nest. Colby, what's happening?
1: Uh, not not a ton. Uh, you know, pretty busy weekend. Uh, last weekend, Mariners game, 18 innings. <laughs> uh, went to a, uh, my first Kraken's game, and I only got to see the last quarter or a period because the Mariner game went 18 innings so uh, yeah kind of a hectic weekend but uh, you know it, it's uh, it's nice got a couple wins in fantasy the I would say the playoffs are kind of starting to uh, take shape here it's still pretty wide open but I feel like we have a pretty good grasp on what needs to happen for some teams and uh, yeah there was a there was a few trades and and uh, from the looks of it there was quite a discussion over the weekend on the message boards, or maybe it was last week, uh, that I'm pretty glad I missed. So it's it's uh, been an eventful week, but, uh, you know, just, just ready to talk some fantasy football and, uh, you know, maybe talk some shit too.
0: There we go. That's what I love to hear. Before we get into the shit talk, though, um, you know, let's take a look at these standings. If you can believe it, six weeks in, all eyes still on Willie Tinder, twelve and zero. He just keeps it rolling. I'm—I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think—I think—and obviously, our our tenure on sleeper is still relatively young. But um I think is this is—is this not the longest that somebody's stayed undefeated? If, can you recall anybody staying undefeated uh, for longer than this?
1: Not off the top of my head. I know Tyler last year I think it was he had a pretty long stretch uh, to start the year um uh, it was when Darnold was running for like two touchdowns a week and and you know Russ was okay uh so yeah but I think 12 and0s if it's not the record it's it's tied with the record I can't, don't believe anybody's ever gone 14 and0 I,
0: I don't think so either i I remember Tyler last year too um in any case uh this week will gets Dewey in what is currently projected to basically be a draw right around 121 all. So um that's definitely gonna be a an interesting an interesting one to watch as um as Will tries to stay undefeated and Scott tries to to push his way out of the, the early season rut that he's that he's in. Um speaking of early season ruts, um you know You've got me versus versus Brendan this week. Two, three, and nine teams, desperately, desperately in need of a win this week in what I would call uh, probably an elimination game. Um, and and then additionally, another matchup this week is um, that I'm that I'm kind of watching here is is TJ at at the bottom of the standings, two and ten, uh, catching Jake Smith at the most opportune time when when Josh Allen is on bye. So um do you have any thoughts on on what you see right now as far as how the standings have have shaped, shaped up through through about the midway point?
1: Um well, let's see. I think uh what's interesting is is that there's like a a group of teams at the top, like four or five teams at the top that are all within a game of each other. And then there's, you know, it, it feels, it feels like the league is a little more, um, what's the word. It feels like the, the league doesn't have as much parity as it has in the past. You see a bunch of nine and three and eight and four teams. And then you see a bunch of, you know, teams bumped, bunched out at the bottom. The, the middle class here of this league is not very deep. So, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I, you know, obvi- obviously, Uh, you, uh, you look at Will at the top. Will's been amazing. Uh, it's, it's so far he's proven himself, uh, worthy of being in this league more so than certain other people who are in the league right now, but, uh, they shall remain nameless for now. But, uh, I, I, I kind of look over this, this, you know, league right now and, and yeah, you have, uh, pretty much have. Five teams I would say that should feel relatively good about their playoff position right now, a lot can happen, injuries can happen. We're coming up on bye weeks, but the top five teams you know it's not like they're in, but their path to get in is is pretty pretty easy uh just for comparison's sake, I just looked it up uh nobody in our league has ever uh won sixteen games and missed the playoffs not since we moved to this format. So 16 is kind of the magic number 15 gets you in most of the time. Uh, 14 gives you a a shot. It gives you an outside shot. Last year, Matt got in with 14. Uh, I just looked it up. Matt was the six. I was the seven because Matt tied, uh, he had one tie and that put him over the top of me. So, uh, 14 is kind of what you have to shoot for to have a chance. 15 almost certainly gets you in and 16 absolutely will. So you just kind of look at it, you know, the team will, for example, he's 12 and Oh, basically will wins three games either by beating the, beating the median or, or, you know, just winning a matchup of his next 14. He's going to get in, uh, you know, me and Garza, we're sitting here. We need six of the next 14. Basically we go 500. We're going to go in, uh, and then, you know, Mitchell and, and Steven right now, eight and four. Um, you know, there, there's some tiebreakers that could, uh, come into play here with points scored. Uh, Jake at seven and five is the last team in, Uh, And then you just kind of look at Cam is five and seven, uh, Brian six and six, so there's right now I would say probably seven teams for six spots right now, and that can change because like I said, Cam's only one game back. All right, well one game back of being one game back, and then you just have this big glom of teams that are four and eight uh, and three and nine, and they kind of have to run the table, Or, or they don't have to run the table, but they have to. I mean we're talking about them going 12 and eight down the stretch or uh 12 and 12 and six down the stretch. Uh, that's, that's a lot. So uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of time to make moves right now. And by moves, I mean, you know, up the standings, not necessarily trades, but uh, yeah, it feels like we're, this is probably the the biggest gap we've seen between the top of the league and the bottom, just a really small, like, middle class of records right now. Uh, so that, that's interesting. I feel like usually this time of year, most, most of our teams are between like, you know, 10 and two and like five and seven, but uh, it's not the case this year.
0: Well, and one thing I just want to point out real quick is, you know, even when we add in the rule change to, to kind of mitigate some of the, the luck factor, um, by having the median win, um, luck is still in it, still inescapable. And if you want a textbook example of that,
1: you here know, here comes the point differential. Points we'll a lot, just, out, Matt, take us just, home.
0: Well, just look at look at. I'm I'm going to focus here on just on points four right. So over the course of the season, Steven has scored five more points than me, but I'm three and nine. And he's eight and four, and and that just goes to show you the the role, the the inescapable impact that luck can have. We're talking about a five a five game swing, right? The difference between being the five seed and being the twelve right now, yeah. you know, five points. And, and so at the end of the day. I think that's really interesting. And the other thing that I that I kind of can't help but notice when I look at the standings is Garza as the number 2 seed has scored the most points, but he also has the most points against him. Um interesting. You know, and especially when you think back to draft day and you think about how he did things differently and and yet here he is and and the proof is right before your eyes you know very very um you know he might not be undefeated like will is um and but i feel like he's been in, impressive in his own right with mm-hmm. what he's been able to accomplish through through 6 weeks so and really that goes for that goes for you know i'd say the top the top scoring teams in the league right now are um you know garza will you and um and brian you know and brian's the seven seed and and he's and he's on the outside looking in right now one of the one of only four teams in the league with over 700 point total and he's he wouldn't make the playoffs if the playoffs started today so you know it could always be a tale of two halves we might have some teams that look phenomenal right now that are in great positioning for the playoffs that slide out and then you might see some teams over the course of the next you know couple months here uh work their way back up into the uh the playoff picture so mm-hmm.
1: um yeah it's it's important i think it's important to note that we're entering like bye season and we already started right the buy started week six five this year maybe um but i know that we're we're going through a pretty good stretch right now a lot of fantasy guys have their buys coming up in the next, or they've just had them last week or they're going to have them in the next two or three weeks here. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's always fun when you see like this team's the third highest scoring team in the league and they're playing the worst team in the league, but uh Oh, team high scoring has three guys on buy, and the other team doesn't have any, and it just can throw a wrench through everything. So, uh, it's still up for grabs, but, uh, yeah, I would say that, uh, I would agree with your assessment that there's kind of an elimination game already happening here as early as uh, week seven. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But um, side note here, matchup of the week might be uh, might be Garza versus Mitchell. It's a couple of good teams going at it, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, it's still anybody's game. But uh, I do I do agree with your assessment that I think there's already an elimination game happening. Uh, this week and it's, uh, you and Brennan.
0: Yep. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how things, you know, progress as we move into the month of November. But I think this is, this is crunch time, you know, as we move towards, we move towards the second half of the fantasy regular season. We move towards the trade deadline and, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things sort of shake out here in the next, you know, five, six weeks. Um, but without any further ado, we have four trades that have gone down. Um, this first one's going to be pretty quick. Actually, there's some things that I want to say. There's a little bit more conversation about a couple of these other ones, but, um, this first trade we got, we have on the docket here, you acquired Adam Thielen in exchange for Devin Singletary, who you sent over to Steven's team. So, um, What were your thoughts when you, when this, when this deal went down?
1: Yeah. So, uh, basically, uh, I wasn't going to have enough wide receivers, uh, to put in my lineup, uh, last week, uh, because Thomas is still out and both St. Brown and Reynolds are on by. Uh, so I needed a wide receiver for the week. You look at free agency. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's pretty, uh, devoid of talent right now. So, uh, you know, you kind of shop around who needs a running back. I feel like, I feel pretty good about my running backs. Who needs one? Who's got a wide receiver for me? Uh, Steven's really banged up at the position right now. Uh, so, um, Singletary is the guy I was most willing to move. Uh, Thielen was, eh, you know, just a guy. Uh, there were a couple of guys Steven had that I would have considered, but decided to roll with Thielen. Uh, so yeah, just a simple trade of, he needed a running back this week. I needed a wide receiver this week and also a wide receiver in general uh, just to kind of protect myself against injuries that have already happened at that position. Uh, so, yeah, I made the swap. I felt pretty good about it. And then, you know, Singletary went out and got like 25 touches. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. But, you know, Thielen did catch a touchdown and I was able to flip flip Thielen, uh, you know, a few days later. So I feel pretty good about it. Um, and, yeah, it was just kind of a simple... You know helping each other out uh to fill a hole we had that week type of trade uh at least for me
0: right and and like i said you and you really just alluded to this Thielen did was not long for your roster because you immediately turn around and uh and make this move with brennan just a just a couple of days ago um you acquired Devonte Adams in exchange for Adam Thielen and Amari Cooper and and i guess i'll give you an opportunity here to to go ahead and and talk about your thoughts on this one which seem pretty self-evident in my mind and then i have i have some things i want to some thoughts i want to share on on this deal
1: uh yeah so i actually tried to get coop or uh, yeah i tried to get uh adams last week uh couldn't really agree to a deal uh things were you know how how deal some deals start when you're talking about a big player uh you know more pieces tend to get added and then you end up with a with a really big offer and it's just eh, you know let's just wait and see how it goes um and so I, I circled back this week for a couple reasons one um adams was on buy or well he just had his buy uh two uh there's kind of a looming specter of maybe devonte adams gets suspended uh, for that little shove that he gave the, uh, was the camera guy or sound guy, whatever it was. Uh, and you know, you just kind of look at where Brennan was at and Brennan needs wins. He needs to win now. And, and so, uh, I just kind of looked at it and I said, Hey, you know, Cooper's been pretty good this year. Uh, you know, Thielen is a guy who, you know, you could put in his lineup. Uh, you know, on pretty regular occasion if you look at Brennan's team. And so I just decided to take a shot on that. Uh, Cooper was one of the guys that, that Brennan seemed to really want in our round of negotiations the week before. So I just put those two together, uh, see what he thought. Uh, he ended up taking it and I just feel like I'm in a pretty good position to take the risk on whether or not Adams gets suspended because if he does, what's it going to be a game? Maybe two. I can afford that. Uh, Brennan, I don't think can. So took a shot at it and, uh, ended up working out. So now I'm, I'm pretty happy with my, my wide receiver core. Uh, So yeah, for me it was, uh, you know, uh, I just saw it as an opportunity to, uh, you know, raise the ceiling of my team uh, to sacrifice a little bit of floor, but I like where the rest of my roster is at. So I I was willing to uh, part ways with, with Thielen uh, without getting any kind of uh, return on on that end. So yeah, just, uh, you know, taking a shot on a guy who might not be, who might not be taking a shot on a guy who is on the team of an owner who might not be uh, willing to to wait around for for that situation to resolve itself? So sent the offer, got it done.
0: Right. So so I actually, I think that's really interesting that you bring up the the potential of a looming suspension here for Devonte because I actually didn't factor that into my to my initial sort of reaction to this, um, to this deal. What I don't understand, this is what I don't understand. I, I a thousand percent understand this deal for you. What I don't understand. Uh, of course, of course you make it clear when you bring up the potential of a suspension, but um, I didn't understand this move for Brennan because, because like I said, I view this as an elimination week for him. He needs wins and he needs them now. And you all and if you're Brennan, you already suffered through last week with your with one of your stars, Adams, on bye. And so now it's it you're home free with Devontae, of course, assuming there's no suspension. But nonetheless, you go out there and in a week that you have to win. And in all likelihood, really, you should probably be, be trying to go 2-0. And you trade Adams for Thielen, who's on bye. And, and so by virtue of that fact, can't help you this week when you need to win. So as far as I could see it, you went from Devonte Adams against Houston to Amari Cooper. That doesn't make, that doesn't make you better. In my view, that doesn't make you, it certainly doesn't make you better this week. Um, and, you know, like I said, Thielen's on bye this week. Cooper hasn't had his bye yet. And so... Look, I know Cam likes to give me grief because he says, you know, oh, he's the only one that's willing to to talk trash to Brennan and and whatever. And, you know, and, and obviously Cam was the first one really to do that when he famously spoke up last week and had the audacity to disrespect our former teacher of ours by saying, bend it like Brennan. Which was rather crass, if I do say so myself. <laughs> but look, I'm not gonna say it like that. I'm not gonna do him like that. But what I will do is I feel obligated at the very least to drop the DJ Khaled on him. You know? Congratulations. You played yourself. It's just that simple. Don't ever there's one rule, don't ever play yourself. And and congratulations, you played yourself.
1: I think what you're trying to say, Matt, is uh thank you for And thank uh, you.
0: That too. That too. Thank yes. you very much. I appreciate it. We're it's been a hell of a season for, for the Matty G squad over here. We're taking we're taking all the dubs that we can get our hands on, whether they're cheap or not. So uh, you know, appreciate you and uh and I hope that you bring your best in, in twenty twenty three.
1: Um Well, I was I was more thinking you were gonna say thank you to me since I made the trade, but whatever.
0: and you too you too colby oh it's too late now you just you just you did the lord's work i appreciate you (laughs) great
1: now everybody in the league is gonna hate me
0: (laughs) all right um this next deal was also interesting this is Mm -hmm. um the last deal here is not interesting but this one is interesting (laughs) this 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 deal is interesting so so this was just a couple days ago and it was um and the reason why I think this deal is so interesting is because it's Dewey and Will, and they play each other this week. Oh, and so which is so it's interesting. That's usually that's usually a no-no. That's usually something that you kind of hedge away from. But um, in this particular trade here, uh, Will acquires um, Justin Jefferson and Travis Etienne from Scott in exchange for Christian Kirk. Nick Chubb, and Mike Jasicki. Um, now, obviously, it goes without saying, the one obvious factor here is Scott knows he needs to win, and he knows that he's playing well. So he says, hey, how about you're undefeated, you're well on your way to the playoffs, and so how about I send you Justin Jefferson, who's on by this week. So you take a little bit of a hit for this one week, and, uh, and in exchange, I'm going to get some studs that are going to help me win now. Um, so the key here, and I, and I want to commend Will, not necessarily for this deal from the perspective of like, did he win or did he not win? I, I, I'm not really so much concerned about that. What, I'm, what I want to commend him for, a lot of people in his position would get so caught up in the fact that they're undefeated and that they wouldn't want to do anything to jeopardize that, and and instead of being concerned about oh I want to stay undefeated, I think that what he did here was he said look, I want to I want to improve my team. I can afford to take an L if 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 he even does, I can afford to take an L. At the end of the day, if it's gonna net me Justin Jefferson. Um, uh, then, you know, and of course he, he paid Chubb for him. If you want to, if you want to break the trade down like that, but you know, I would, I would venture to guess here the way that Will's looking at this is, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'd like to get some help at receiver, Justin Jefferson's a stud and, uh, and Travis Etienne is probably going to be better in the second half than he was in the first half. And, and in, in exchange, ETN costs him Christian Kirk and Mike Jasicki. And that's not nothing. But um, I don't think this is a really a bad deal for either side. Um, it's an interesting trade. And it becomes just that much more interesting when you consider the all of the factors that I just laid out, particularly the fact that they play each other. And these are two teams that are on, you know, essentially opposite sides of the standings. So um, what are your thoughts about, about this deal?
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, I kind of look at this and I go, okay, well, what, what's in it for, what's in it for Will? Uh, he has Alvin Kamara. So he kind of had that Chubb Kamara, uh, one, two, but Kamara has been pretty bad this year. Uh, and, and, was pretty bad last year. Uh, so that's a little bit of concern. He's got, you know, AJ Dillon, who's you know a nice running back, but Aaron Jones is still there. So that's a bit of a concern. And then ETN, I, I, I agree with you. I think he will be, um, I think he'll be much better, uh, down the stretch. And we're already starting to see that. So I I don't think there's any issue with that. Then I look at his wide receivers and I go Waddle, Samuel, uh, Smith, Schuster. Yeah. and Kirk. Like that's fine. I mean, Kirk's performing right now, but you can see why he'd be interested in Jefferson and why he, Uh, Would trust his running backs if he has Kamara, Dylan, and Etienne. I think Will's a little higher on Kamara than I would be willing to be uh, at this stage of you know based on the the track record we've seen over the last year or so. Uh, But uh, I think overall, yeah, the deal is 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 fine. Um, You know, Scott's got a lot of work to do uh, to make the playoffs, and so if if he wants to take his best shot here to uh, to you know make the playoffs or. if he wants to take his best shot here, he kind of has to take this week by week. And and if you can improve your team while simultaneously weakening your opponent, uh it's not a bad way to go. And and the matchup right now is is still projected at fifty fifty. It's a coin toss. Um, but you know, for Scott, he gets to add Chubb into his lineup, which basically replaces Jefferson, and he gets to add uh Jisiki, who basically replaces Irv Smith, who's on bye this week as well. So uh, Scott actually feels, you know uh three or two two lineup holes uh you know with guys who are aren't on by uh in this trade. So I think it's a good deal for both sides because like you said, Will's in great position. Will's going to make the playoffs. We all know that. And he's got a great chance to be the number one seed uh, and get that. Do we have a bye week? I can't remember.
0: Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. I think
1: top two seeds or just one top two. Top two. Uh, top
0: two. Yep.
1: Right. So Will's got a great shot to be one of those two buys uh bye week guys. Uh and Scott just has to he has to win. And so, uh, is it possible that Scott maybe got the short end of the stick on this deal in the long run? Maybe. I don't I don't want to say it's a guarantee. I don't think it is. But yeah, I think it's possible to say that you maybe took a little bit less, uh, kind of sacrificed a little down the road for this week. That's just the position he's in. He has to win. Um, you know, you can't afford very many oh and two weeks, and and if you have Jefferson on by this week going up against Will, you're, you're probably, I mean, you, anything can happen in fantasy, but you're not really liking your chances of going to zero. And, and, uh, I think Scott's got to start stacking those up and I bet Scott would agree with me. So, uh, I think it's a smart trade for both teams. It's both teams kind of looking at their situation, uh, and factoring it in. And, uh, I, I think both sides did pretty well here. I think it's a really interesting trade.
0: Right, I think that for people out there who feel like they struggle with, with reaching an agreement with another, another manager on a trade, um, this is a textbook example right here of how you get it done, and and so you know good work for by Will and Scott here, Um, and obviously there's like I said this is this just becomes that much more interesting because they also have to factor in the circumstances of of where they're at in the season and the fact that they play one another this week. But um, no, I think this is one of one of, if not the smartest and most logical trades that I've seen this entire season. Um, so anyways, yeah, good, good job there guys. Um, way to show the rest of these jabronis, how it's done. Cause some of these fools, they'd be sending out these doo doo offers um they they got no idea how to get this shit done um the last trade happened just what three hours ago and man i'll tell you what when i saw this deal come through i let out the 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 loudest yawn that i think that i've ever experienced in my life um you know we got tj acquiring rondale moore here uh, in exchange for George Pickens, who he sends to Cam's team, and I think that the most important question here, and maybe you can answer it for me, Colby, is who cares? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, uh, I actually prefer Pickens in this deal, anyways. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm with you. Like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, it's like cool, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say because like I it feels like you know, I feels like TJ's probably looking to get a, a piece of the Cardinals passing game now that um Hollywood's out. Uh but you know, Hopkins kind of slides right in, so I don't know how many opportunities there's gonna be there. So I don't know. I do know t I do remember TJ really liking Rondale more out of college. Uh, but he also liked George Pickens. So I don't really know what the thought process here was. I don't know. if TJ just felt like, you know, Pickens was a better chance to maybe hit a home run this week. And, and, you know, TJ's kind of in a position where he, he doesn't have to run the table, but he's pretty darn close to that spot where he has to, I think he's maybe got two or three win margin of error before he's out. So uh, I'm not really sure what the thought process was behind this trade. Um, you know, I like it better for Cam because I think Pickens is better long term. But you know, Cam's not exactly in a position right now where he can, uh, you know, wait around for the long term play either. So, kind of a weird trade. I, I don't know how consequential it's going to be. I'm sure if it has any consequence to the playoffs whatsoever, Cam will, will let us know in time. But uh, I, I don't really see it.
0: I mean, I I would obviously agree with you, a hundred percent as far as that trade is concerned. Um, I think that. I do agree with you that that Pickens is is who I would view as more valuable long term. Um, that being said, what does that even mean? You know, are we we're we probably in all likelihood, what are we talking about? Flex guys, yeah. Um, and and so at the end of the day, I guess what I would just say is is like at the end of the day, really the logic here is if you feel like something's making your team better then even if it's not you know if even if it's not ground shaking do it and so that seems to be sort of the logic here is just like who cares right but on the other on the other side of the coin it's like if cam thought he was getting better and and tj thought he was getting better then do it and so they did and it's like here we are talking about this deal and and like who cares Um, and and that does it for trades believe it or not for for the week another sort of uh, not so eventful week on the trade front and maybe that'll pick up um, moving forward um, after this week in particular Um, but we did have a waiver run I think that we do need to talk about Jake's a hundred and one dollar acquisition of, of Kenyon Drake. Um, any thoughts on that?
1: Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> like fine. Fair enough. Yeah. I just, okay. Um, I get it. Uh, we're talking about, you know, a Baltimore running game. That's pretty good running game uh, to be a part of. Uh, We're talking about Dobbins who just left last week at half because he had issues with the knee. He just came back. He just had surgery on and just, you know, returned to the field on that's not a good sign. Uh, You know, you talk about, you know, you have, uh, you know, uh, Gus Edwards, Gus bus, he's on the, on the pup or the IR or whatever. It sounds like he might be back soon, but there's no guarantee he's that effective. And so you kind of start looking around and you go, well, Justice Hill had a hamstring injury not too long ago. So you kind of just start looking around and you go, somebody's going to get that ball. And and Drake was legitimately good uh, against the Giants this last weekend. So certainly understand putting in an aggressive bid. And I I think, you know, we talked about this, was it last week, a week before, we're at the point now where, you know, fab, there's no real reason to hoard it right now, right? It, It just... Not a lot of teams have a ton of fab left, anyways, but there's just not really a reason to hoard it. Most of the the big plays, most of the big injuries, like those guys, are the handcuffs are already owned, or you know, you just kind of run the risk right now that you don't think anybody's better is going to come along. And Drake is Drake, you know, for, say what you want, he's a decent NFL running back, and he's in a pretty good offense that runs the ball a lot. I I don't have a problem with it with the you know the massive deal one hundred one is pretty extreme, but. You know, if you want it, if that's what you want, that's the guy you want. Then, then take him. I don't care.
0: Right. I think that Cam, as we both know, is the leader of the Canyon Drake fan club, and he was so excited to see who was going to pick him up on waiver wire Wednesday this week that he stayed up to the to the stroke of midnight, twelve oh five to be exact, so that he could, you know. He could give us his two cents on the whole ordeal. He got behind, you know, he got behind the pulpit. He rose up high on his soapbox and he preached a sermon to us. Wrote you know? a
1: fucking novel.
0: Right. And, and, and. Which, and, by the and, way, and,
1: I refuse to read that.
0: There Ain't you go, nobody Kim. got
1: time for that horse shit.
0: There you go, Cam. Colby says T L D R. So, so. <laughs> Well, I read it, and I'm not trying to quote him here because um, this isn't a direct quote, but he really seemed to insinuate that, in his mind, the the Baltimore backfield really comes down to Dobbins and, and the Gus bus at the end of the day. Now, you've already touched on this point. You know, We don't know when, when Gus Edwards is going to be available either, necessarily, but... But Cam really tried to talk down the whole issue here with, with Dobbins. And I don't know that anybody has necessarily said it quite like this yet. But I'll say it. I'll go ahead and say what nobody else wants to say. Uh, my fear is that we could be looking at another lost season for J.K. Dobbins here. Um, I don't think that we can just roll our eyes and scoff at the fact that 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 this guy hasn't been efficient, you know, and he was only able to take 27% of the snaps in week six. He aggravated his surgically repaired right knee to the point where where they're going to turn around, give the ball to Canyon to Drake instead of J.K. Dobbins. Drake plays 58% of the snaps. Looks amazing this past week. 10 carries over 100 yards. Tutter. And um meanwhile, Dobbins on the season, thirty-five carries, averaging three and a half a carry. Uh, you know, has only played 50% of the snaps once this year. Every other game, he hasn't been any higher than 43%. He's not taken a full load yet this year. Nothing close, nothing even even close. Week four, he took 13 carries. And added four receptions. But most with most weeks, you're looking at seven, eight, nine, ten touches. And and here we are this week. Didn't practice. Hasn't practiced all week. That's not good. That's not a good sign at all. Uh meanwhile, I'm reading that that J.K. Dobbins is out here liking tweets about getting traded. That's not good. So look, cam can cam can can try to act poised all he wants about the matter, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, Dobbins in the fifth round, which by the way, he didn't he didn't pick him, Mitchell did. Dobbins in the fifth round is shaking out to be a swing and a miss um, through through six weeks and and frankly through seven because in all likelihood he's probably not playing. Uh, this week, if I had to guess based off what we've seen in practice this week so far. Um, yeah, if I had JK Dobbins, I'd be nervous. Um, this isn't good. None, none, none of this is good. And like I said, I haven't, I haven't heard anybody speculate that it could be a lost year, but tell me that it's crazy to speculate that we're, that we could be looking at another lost year for JK Dobbins
1: it's not um, I would also add this I'd I'd rather pay the zero dollars I did for Justice Hill than the 101 that uh, Jake paid for Kenyon Drake so um, you know selfishly I wouldn't mind if it was a lost season for Dobbins because you know I do have a, a small piece of that uh, that Baltimore run game and well I guess a big piece too with Lamar Jackson but um, you know my old philosophy on that Matt uh, when there's a bit of a uh a bit of a question as to who the lead back is going to be in any given situation, uh, take the cheaper one Mm. and you know, justice Hill was literally cheaper than, than Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake. So I'll take a shot on that and uh, we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, that was kind of the big one. And and I saw that that created a lot of, uh, (laughs) a lot of reaction and and conversation on, on the chat. And I was, I was happy to sidestep that one. I'm, I'm good.
0: I just don't understand the – I don't understand why Kenyon Drake is such a polarizing figure. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But at the end of the day, I spoke my piece. I stand by it. Opportunity over talent. And um, and opportunity is greater than talent. And that's not even a question. Hmm. And
1: Might have found the reason Matt always finishes in ninth place.
0: well fair enough we'll see i don't know i'm just saying look you guys you guys want me to get up on here and and share my two cents and uh you know and sometimes that's gonna serve you and sometimes it's not and unfortunately for cam in this particular case it probably doesn't serve him but that's my honest to god feelings on the matter is um if I was in the J. K. Dobbins business, I would be trying to salvage that for anything that I could. If yeah. if at all possible. Who's willing to roll the dice on J. K. Dobbins with a shoddy ass knee? You know, and if you can get something for it, I would cash I'd cash out right now. That's that and, and you say, Well, I'm selling low. Well, I w I don't think Are so. You? I think <laughs> I think that I think that you're getting something before value hits zero is what is what you're really doing um so hey if you want mike boone let me know um (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: shots fired
0: so anyhow um yeah and that does it really as far as big name uh you know quote unquote big name waiver ads um you know and we we hit all the trades we talked about the standings Currently the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are up 28 to 17 on the, uh, on the New Orleans Saints. Love to see it. Um, and, um, yeah. Do you have anything that you want to, uh, anything else you want to hit on before we, before we close this thing out for the week?
1: Uh, nothing really comes to mind. Um. no i i think that's it like
0: there you go well I mean, this week yeah this week guys it was concise it was to the point but we we got we got, we finally got on the mics we uh we got y'all caught up uh as we head into week seven of uh of n f l action in the hawks nest um so no, nothing no no closing remarks
1: um Not really. I mean, it's a very short show for us. Uh, and that's because of you guys, lazy assholes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to, what else to add. We can talk about, you know, how shitty Kyler Murray is. Like I'll do that all day. No, I'd rather Uh, not. I'd rather not. (laughs) I'll just,
0: I'll just, we'll part with this, you know, what all you guys listening to this, what I want you to do, I want you to sit down with a, with pen and a paper and I want you to take a look at at the trade that Dewey made with Whaley Tinder. And I want you to take notes and really study those notes, figure out, look at the dynamics of how it's done, right? And then maybe next week or the week after, we'll have a little bit something more to talk about once, once you guys fully comprehend the art of... The successful negotiation as taught by Willie Tinder and Dewey, you know? Yeah.
1: Let's not inflate Dewey's ego any higher than it needs to be.
0: Um, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't know who was responsible for that, for no. that work of art, but it was well, it was well done. It was well, yes, it was well indeed. executed. Um,
1: indeed it was also guys, your ballot should be in the mail make sure you vote. You want to vote for, you know, Racist, homophobic Republicans or soy boy, cuck boy, liberal losers—I don't care. But just make sure you uh, fill out that ballot, put it in the mail. Easiest state in the in the country to vote in. Make sure you do it. That's my political stance on this podcast. I'll stick to it forever. Um, and also shout out to TJ for continuing to try and acquire Ken Walker. I appreciate it. it gives me something to uh, to turn down.
0: There you go. <laughs> that, there you go so we have uh, how you do it and we have how you don't do it
1: no um, no no no. I, I don't want to say TJ's making bad offers I'm just saying he's making quite a few offers
0: <laughs> so like, what you're saying is he swings and he misses more than Adam Frazier
1: more than Max on the bar in the bar on Friday night <laughs> um,
0: don't <laughs> let's not go there we're no, not going to no, touch no, that no,
1: No, like I said, uh, I appreciate the offers and I'm still willing to listen on Ken Walker, but, you know, maybe start respecting him as a RB1 that he is. That's right.
0: That's what I'm saying. When you say Ken Walker's name, you put some respect on it. You understand me?
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. We better go before Maddie thinks.
0: All right. So, anyways, some
1: tough gangster guy can't even walk to the gym in the morning because it's too chilly, guys. It and is going to act cold. Like, he's, it is, like he's a it, badass. It's that time
0: of year. It's that time of year. So, anyways, <laughs> it's your boy, Maddie G, signing off with Colby Pat Node. As always, reminding you don't forget to fade Maddie G. He knows things,
1: like how cold it is.